Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 285. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. I'm feeling good that uh, ski time's coming. And this this long, hot summer is coming to an end. Dude, this week has just... like This week almost broke me. Like This whole summer has just been... It's, it's bad. not as bad as 2020. 2020 was the worst summer ever. This is getting, this is close. My air conditioner stopped working Saturday night. Uh, I have a, a leak in my basement that we think hopefully is tied to a root growing into our sewer line, going from our house to the sewer. Fun. We pulled this giant log out. It's just, Damn. it's just been like one thing after the other. It's been absolutely brutal, but jeez, been a lot of ski stuff in the news, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. Just thinking about snow and thinking about skiing and thinking that, hey, it's starting to get darker, tiny little bit every day. That's it. We're getting closer to winter. Just remember, the hustle, the grind you put in now will benefit you just a few months down the road when you get on the snow. So keep that in mind. Stay positive. We're here. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped, Instagram. We are at Podcast. YouTube, we're on there too if you want to watch us. We're on everywhere. See, we're everywhere. You can see Mario's lampshade. You can see my skis behind me. I know. You can see a bunch of uh, PlayStation crap around, PlayStation. Like random stuff behind me. It's very exciting. I had a green screen up, but it wasn't working. So now it's back down. I, I got to fix that. He'll get that I'm working on, soon. I'm on an angle too. I actually have two giant green screens that I got to put up, but I got to gotta arrange some lighting better. I mean, have to iron the green screen. I don't know. It's been sitting uh, bunched up. We'll figure it out. That's what we do. Figure out just good lighting and uh, flatten out the screen. That's all I need to do. There you go. Can make that happen. So Mario, let's kick this off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. So today for Opry, like I do many Opreys before we do a podcast, and you know, oh, we today know. we yeah, that's, that's right. This, we, this, this is not a rare occasion. Um, but uh, had a little champagne earlier because uh, put the finishing touch. It's Thursday, it's August. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. My wife's not working tomorrow, so I got home. She's like, "I'm off for the next four days," and I'm drinking. I'm like, "I don't blame you." So. Uh, just put the finishing payments on the trip to France this year. So for three third time in a row, we're going to try to go to the Val Torrens, uh, and hopefully the um third COVID charm. the COVID vaccine Nazis won't stop us this time. Hopefully, I, I don't know. We'll see. So monkeypox Nazis will be there. Right? Yeah, we got to worry about monkeypox. Uh, probably get that from sitting on a plane airplane seat or something. I don't know. Funkypox. Uh, funky funky box, but uh. So I started with some champagne and I did a, um, shit. What do they call it? A, um, Magnum. No, it's the something 75. It's the, the French 75. And that is a drink made with, um, gin, a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of simple syrup, which I didn't use simple syrup. I used agave syrup. syrup. 
complicated syrup. <laughs> gotta use the agave syrup. That's gotta go a little more natural. And then you top that all up with champagne. So wow. it's a French drink. And that was to kick off my, um, you know, my celebration of before getting on the podcast, but it was thematic. It was thematic. And, right. but that was kind of like right when I got home and if anybody that knows us in person, they know we procrastinate a lot. We like to talk a lot of shit. So we, that was about five o'clock and now it's about what, 1030 because we finally got around to getting set up, talking, talking some more bullshit. And now I'm on to like another opera. So, uh, I'm doing today, there's this product called select squeeze and they might have it at your local dispensary. And what it is, it's a, it's nano, nano drops, THC nano drops. So what they're doing now is they're making very small particle drops of THC and they have, they have like regular drops, you know, under the tongue drops and they have this, which is, it's a flavored drink thing. So you know how they have like the, the drink flavor, like little squirts. Yeah. This is kind of what it is. And you measure it out and it gives you five milligrams of THC and you just pour it into a drink or, or into water. Nice. So this one's flavored like watermelon. And I tell you what, so the idea behind this is it doesn't take like 30, 40 minutes to hit. This is supposed to hit in like five minutes. So it's kind of nice while you're having a drink. It's kind of like, instead of alcohol, you're having, you're having a little THC. Taking the expressway. The expressway. So I'm drinking it, but this is the watermelon flavor. And I put a little cranberry juice with water and then I put this in and I tell you what, it tastes like ass. That's the one thing I don't like about them. Like I'd rather just do the drops and just get it over with. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is drinkable. Like, I don't, I don't know. Not a big happy fan. No. So I'm going to go to my other backup opera and that is good old favorite. The other West coast. IPA. Isn't that what you had last time also? Oh, I, this is a, a regular here. Yeah. I found I found that they have it like at the local store. So uh, I figured while I tried with the French 75 and then the, uh, this little select squeeze, I got to go to something else because that, that squeeze thing is pretty gross. Is it? Well, you're not really buying it for the the taste, are you? Yeah, but you got to pour it in a drink. And then if that whole drink you poured into sucks now because you poured it in there because the, the shitty flavor they use, like it's undrinkable. I, I can't even like, I, I may have to give this away to somebody. I don't know. So I'm going to go to a nice escape, wash it down there in my go. sip. Of, look at this. I have the Florida sip of sunshine in a sip of sunshine glass. <laughs> look at that. The Lawson's. So that is a beautiful the, thing. The Northern sip of sunshine, the real sip of sunshine with the Southern version. When you're talking about dispensaries, oh, it looks like iced tea is actually getting a dispensary here in New Jersey. Nice. Man, iced tea. New Jersey City. I wonder if he's going to have infused iced tea. I mean, huh? it would be ridiculous if he didn't, right? Iced teas, iced tea. Boom. He's got to have a brand. Oh, he could have tea bags. <laughs> you, you get <laughs> you tea bags. Bag. <laughs> Yo, man, I got tea bags. Oh, cool. You got tea bags. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so it was nice to find this thing, and 
I kind of looked around at a few dispensaries to actually find it because we had a friend that came down from New Jersey that was like, hey, these things are good. These are all the rage. And I'm like, they didn't want the watermelon flavor, which is this. That's what this one is. And they had two other flavors. And I was like, probably should have gotten one of the other ones. Just saying. <laughs> uh, now I know why they didn't want the And watermelon is one of those things. Like sometimes is we talked about this with, when they flavor stuff with watermelon. Sometimes it's a horrible watermelon flavor. You know, yeah, like- watermelon. It's it's a tough one to fake because it gets, it's 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 so subtle the real yeah. flavor that when you do a fake one, it just is it gets gross quick. It's like grape, like grape flavor doesn't taste anything like real grapes. Yeah, I mean watermelon. It's like you have the watermelon Jolly Rancher flavor, right? Which is kind of like a okay. <laughs> then they start playing around with the funky flavors and it gets really funky really quick. Yeah. It's just not good. Like if you do a bad imitation, mango used to be like that, but I think they've dialed mango in better. Like mango flavor yeah, stuff is pretty good. A lot, of, a lot of mango flavor stuff is really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the flavor profile or, or what, but they're, they fuck this thing up. Cause you pour it into a glass and you're like, I should have just drank it straight. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like I don't even want to drink the rest of this. Like this is how much I got left. There's ice in it, it's been sitting around, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it, dude. No. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll drink a little more. It just tastes like old ass. It tastes like monkey pox. Tastes like monkey pox. I would imagine that's what monkey pox tastes like. Oof. That'd be a drink. How about a monkeypox cocktail? Anyway, what do you got going? What do I got going? I'm I'm trying to again keep it kind of keep the calories down a bit. Trying to keep it. I, I'm trying keep to drink during the week. This week, this this has been a rough one. As I, I as I mentioned, a lot of a lot of stuff going down. But I'm keeping it with my go to summer drink this summer. I've got my Cape May hard seltzer, and this one is the grapefruit one. Grapefruit. So when they they have a variety pack, it's a twelve pack, and there's four different flavors. You got pineapple, grapefruit, mango, and black cherry. I'd say grapefruit is kind of least favorite. Well, I, I can't say that because it's almost like there's black cherry, and then. All the other ones are second place. Black cherry is the sweet spot on a lot of things right now. Yeah, I thought the pineapple would be better. It's it's actually what's good about it is it's not sweet. Like none of these are sweet, which is that's good. good. Yeah, they're you know they come in at I think ninety seven calories, four and a half percent, like really light, very drinkable. I mean, if you're at the pool, you drink these all day. Like I usually would do one of these, a regular seltzer, one of these, and you're just like you're good for the day. So let me ask you a question. When they come out with black cherry flavor, everything, is it more desirable to have black cherry instead of cherry? Like what's the, what's the, what's the meaning of that? Is black cherry like a different kind of flavor? Is it a, like a, a I don't different even know flavor if from black cherry? cherry is real. Is a black cherry a real thing? I don't know, but I see, I remember growing up, you get the black cherry soda. I'd go like crazy. Like, oh, this is great. It's unique. It's exotic. It's black cherry. Where do you get black yeah. cherries from? I don't, I've never seen a black cherry tree. Black cherries versus regular cherries. 
Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. They, they apparently so there's racist? a difference. Why could be racist? Can't have regular cherries? <laughs> Why isn't the normal cherry good enough? And then they have white cherries that are, what are they? Um, Bing Washington cherries or... Bing yeah, cherries is a, is a thing. There's tart cherries. There's sweet cherries called purple or snack cherries. It's getting that way with tomatoes too. Like we have... We have this one tomato in our garden, like the grape tomatoes. Yeah. It's called chocolate sprinkles. I'm like, like, all right. They're sweet for a tomato, but I don't know if they're that sweet. Like we're getting a little, huh. a little crazy. Yeah, it, it gets off the rails. Yeah. So they're saying they're different because they have a darker looking skin the on the anthocyanins. Cherry. Huh. Interesting. A penal compound are a naturally occurring antioxidant found in both varieties. However, according to CMI, the tart variety does have a higher concentration. That's what it always is. The things that are sweet are never better for you, ever. The things that oh. are gross, always better for you. Yeah. The one that tastes really crappy, oh, that's healthy. Go ahead and eat that. It's like a piece of broccoli, Pop-Tart. It's like broccoli is going to win every single nutritional health battle every single time. Oh, speaking of nutritional health battles, so they've been marketing the shit out of this magic spoon stuff. The the cereal that's like kind of good for you. Like, is it like not, 30 bucks a box or something insane? It's insane. I think I paid, so I got a sampler pack. It was two boxes, wasn't bad for what I got. It was four boxes of cereal and two boxes of their cereal bars. And those cereal bars are actually, I tell you what, it's all freaking delicious. Um, and you have that with, we get the fair life milk, you know, for the, for the cereal mm-hmm. and Bodie, who I was trying to get him to eat, drink more milk, um, had been gobbling that cereal down. He's like, oh, this is good. He's like, he's actually drinking his milk that way rather than have chocolate milk, which is just sugar, you sugar know? Milk, yeah. So I'd rather he have like this cereal, which is healthier for you with, so I think a bowl of cereal between the, the fair life milk and this, it's like. I was getting like 20, 30 grams of protein. I'm like, wow. In a bowl of cereal. I mean, that's pretty messed up. That's pretty impressive. So is it expensive? Yeah. But you know, I don't eat cereal every day. Like I eat it as like a snack. You know what I mean? So for me, on the seven ounce, scale, a seven ounce box of that cereal is 10 bucks. Yeah. But you know, you think about like the cost of cereal, if it's not on sale at the store, it's pretty expensive too. I mean, I think a box of cereal not on sale is what, six bucks? I don't know. I haven't bought cereal in years. Yeah. It's like six or seven bucks. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Unless you get on sale, then they, you get on sale. Okay. I'll buy some cereal, but Cocoa Pebbles, $4.79, but that's the family size. Yeah. And if you're a family eating Cocoa Pebbles, you're probably a fat family. So it's got to yeah. be a big box. But let me tell you this. 19 and a half ounces. They have their fruity and their chocolate of the um, these magic spoon. We're not even getting sponsored. I, I need sponsorship, like free cereal for this shit. You should actually get some for free for us mentioning it. I'm going to write to them. Come on, uh, magic spoon. Come on, man. But anyway, you, if you look at the trade-off of having some fucking shredded wheat or or plain Cheerios with nothing versus having these the fruity ones that taste like Fruit Loops mm-hmm. and the chocolate ones that taste like uh freaking what it count uh not count chocolate the cocoa puffs like it, it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah I'll pay 10 bucks for it because it's not as bad for me but I'm still getting that same experience. Yeah. 
So I just had to mention that because that was the my most recent purchase this week. And I was like, I got to talk about this on the podcast. They got something called Catalina Crunch. Catalina Crunch. So they have the variety I got was frosted, fruity, chocolate, and then they have a peanut butter one, which I haven't opened yet. Um, but yeah, the fruity, uh, fruity and the chocolate were pretty solid. I got to say grain free cereal, 10 bucks a pop, 10 bucks. Now they have the cereal bars. You could buy a steak for that price. You can get a, you can get a steak. that's <laughs> bigger than that for cheaper. Can you wake up in the morning and have a steak, steak with milk? Why not? Right. You're Cutting it sex? in the milk. If you can have morning that? sex, you can have steak for breakfast. Boom. Jesus Christ. Are we men? Are we goddamn friggin' uh like friggin' third grade girls? Oh, I do what I want. I'm just trying to do it better. <laughs> Wu Tang. I get mods. I bring the I bring the ruckus. Just saying you could buy steak for that price. Goddamn steak. That's true. That's true. That's it's getting a little weird with all this like magical food they're making. The magical food, but it's like nice. The, like that the they peanut have. butter powder. Like I got a fucking container of it. I don't yeah. know why I have it. I got the peanut butter powder. Have you tried it yet? I put it in my yogurt. I get that. Or if you're gonna put it in a smoothie, yogurt, maybe a but... little bit of granola and a little bit of, of fruit. It's still not the same taste though. I've tried putting it in a smoothie. And I'm like, it's different than right re- like regular peanut butter or I like almond butter. Have you snorted I... it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good <laughs> idea. Doing lines of peanut butter powder. <laughs> What are you doing? I just snort everything. All my meals. Juice, freaking peanut butter powder. We're not far from that. We're not far from that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Melanie was was, uh, reading something now on... Remember we were talking about microdosing a long time ago? We were talking about, yeah, I'd microdose if if I can get my hands on good mushrooms. She said she was watching something... It was either a, a video thing she saw an article and they were talking about this person that's microdosing, but they grow their own um, mushrooms and they're dosing. And they say it's like helping with all these ailments, depression, especially. And I'm like, yeah, I believe that shit. I think we should all be microdosing stuff. Hell yeah. Shit. If, if World War II, they were taking Pervitin, I, I want to know what our generation's taking. That's right. We had that whole... Discussion I, about the creepy, uh, creepy yeah, Nazi was, show that I watched. I was like, "What?" You have the creepy Nazi stuff. Yeah, but the U.S. did it too. Meth. It's true. Meth, oxy. They, they got everybody hopped up on everything. Greatest generation. That's why they're all messed up. <laughs> That's right. So the big part is like Studio Fifty Four with guns. Yeah. Right. Well, just to c- draw a conclusion back to cherries, the winner. Tart cherries for baking, cherry juice concentrate, and tart cherry capsules. Dark cherries when eating the raw fruit. I don't know if dark cherries and black cherries are the same. So when I go to the store, those are not the sweet tart. Those are not the tart cherries. They're like the sweet, and they look darker. So maybe those are black cherries. Yeah, maybe. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not racist. I call them cherries. That's all they are. Different type of cherries. I don't see it's all. It all goes into my mouth right there. It all just goes right into here, into this pie hole. I don't care. It's a cherry. Amen to that. The cherry. If it's on sale, I'm gonna freaking buy it and eat it. There you go. I only buy fruit when it's on sale because that means it's in season. Fruit's expensive. Well, I'm cheap and it's <laughs> fruit's expensive. <laughs> oh, berries! I eat berries every day. 
yeah. blackberries and and raspberries because they're for some reason they've been throwing them on sale every other week. So I'm just alternating blackberries and raspberries, and the dog gets blueberries. Yep, very good for dogs. There you go. So we digressed. There we go. Big digression there. So yes, so I got my seltzer. Black cherry is my favorite. Grapefruit, very good. That was a good old app right today. Nice. Let's go to ski news. All right, moving on to something else that's very political. The farmer's almanac. Those fucking farmers. How dare they have an almanac? Damn farmers. Like, who are they that they have so pious sitting on their almanac, like, stage, looking down on everybody saying, ha ha, we have an almanac and you got to buy it to understand what was going to happen with the world. Tractor driving motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. They can't, they can't predict the beating I'm going to put on them. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you didn't predict that ass whooping. The ass whooping you're going to get when you put it in the 2022 <laughs> almanac. That's right. Predict that. <laughs> so, Farmers Almanac 2022 23, winter forecast, extreme weather predicted with heavy snow for one area in particular. Extreme. So, every year since 1818, that Farmers Almanac. And they put that 1818 on the cover of their book that you see in the supermarket. And that thing is expensive. It's like 20 something bucks, right? Ever since 1818, it's actually been pretty good at predicting weather and weather trends. And I guess it was created for farmers uh, a long time ago. They're saying this year's is warning fuel costs, especially in the North, Northern states, the cold states. There's a lot of furnaces that are, powered by um heating oil so i mean uh, all the, the people who died of covid we can use their bodies to light in the stove yeah. and warm our houses that way well because if you use oil according to you know the politicians can't you just go out and just convert everything to electric just get right. a windmill bro windmill i i mean why why do we even have airplanes that are not electric <laughs> i'm gonna use my solar panels in the winter when it's cloudy and snowing Oh, dude, you're in an airplane. You put Super solar panels. panels all over all that. You don't even need fuel. You just solar panel in that thing. I think we should just move closer to the sun. Like, like a big magnet. That's a great idea. Isn't the sun like full of like magnetic pull? We should just get a big magnet. We'll just yeah. build a giant magnet and we'll put it in the air and it'll pull us closer to the sun and warm us up. How about we get jet engines that push us so that we can slingshot around the sun and travel. Why have a spaceship when you could just travel with your own planet? <laughs> just start. Yeah, we'd all be dead. <laughs> We're following the science. Follow science. We could we slingshot are, around the, the sun. We are the science. <laughs> we could really mess up the whole galaxy. If we thought we did a job <laughs> on, our, uh, on our planet, we could mess up the solar system, the galaxy, just like hurtling through space, just messing shit up. That'll be there our legacy. Our human legacy. Yeah, they, they messed everything up. Oh, boy. Anyway, so Farmers Almanac, they can't predict that. So they're saying winter storm warnings. They're saying more than now, uh, they're, they're predicting uh, how much snow you will get when the winter storm warnings start. And they will, and will it end, question mark. According to extended forecast, there should be quite a few significant winter disturbances nationwide in 2022-23. So a few of these dates include first week of January, Rockies across the plains, and they're saying 
during this time, good potential for heavy snow that may reach as far south as Texas and Oklahoma, followed by a sweep of bitterly cold air. So then you get into mid-January. They're saying rain and snow across two-thirds of the country, followed by what might be one of the coldest outbreaks of Arctic air we have seen in several years. They're saying 40 degrees below zero. So big question for us, how much snow will you see this winter season? So they say it should be dominated by an active storm track in the eastern half of the country, running from the western Gulf of Mexico to the northeast across the Virginias and across the interior New York State and New England. So that's good for where you are, Brian, right? Yeah. Uh, areas of the storms track much. frequent storms bring cold rains and wintry mix of wet snow, sleet and ice, freezing rain. I-95 corridor can be included this mix zone. Um, Ohio Valley, Greater Lakes area. So snow lovers will be happy in the north central states as they would see a fair share of storminess during the winter season. So it should be plenty of snow for winter enthusiasts to joy, maybe even for a white Christmas. So we say um, about normal for Pacific Northwest, Southwest experience less than uh, normal. And then how cold? So they're predicting very cold December, very cold January, and then milder temperatures when you hit February. So yeah, it seems like uh, there's a lot of predictions in here, but you got to go through it and see what happens. So one interesting thing is I decided to look up how accurate is the farmer's almanac. Mm. And here's now, mind you, this is their website. Yeah. They're the ones who are saying, no, I thought they they did studies and it wasn't too bad, but what are they saying on there? They said that last winter forecast, the precipitation they represented was 94.4% correct. But temperature wise was only about 50% correct. They said total accuracy, 72% slightly below their traditional average rate of 80%. So they're very honest about when they don't get things right. Well, like Traver on Leisure says they claim 80% accuracy. And then (laughs) Popular Mechanics has an article from 2019. Don't trust Farmer's Almanac for weather predictions. They're saying about 50% of the time. 50%. Well, it's better than just winging it totally, right? Yeah, whatever, you know, uh, it depends. So here's the thing. It's just like your regular normal weather. Now, of course, normal weather, they're they're not doing a forecast for the entire year. But normal weather, when they come out and they say, like, that week, it's going to rain, all chances are they're going to be kind of right. Looking the good so far. Has a, has, a, has a part of it too, right? It's looking good right now in August for the winter, See, 80, but... 80% accuracy, you could say, we predicted snow. It fell snow somewhere. We didn't say when or where, but we said snow. So we're exactly. obviously partially 80. sort of right. We get partial credit. 80%. We're 80% right, not 100%. What is, what is snow? I mean, isn't, isn't rain actually just warm snow? So there you go. And now, again, we've had so much drama with this story the last couple of episodes. How about Gunstock in New Hampshire? They're going back going to work. On. They're going back to work after controversial commissioner is ousted. Oust. Shout out to our buddy Ben, who Mr. Oust. You will Mr. Oust. Some, some great messages on Instagram with all the uh, some updates on what's going on at Gunstock. 
So summer at Gunstock Mountain Resort is back on and the winter season has been saved after an emergency meeting in a packed ski lodge Monday night resolved a conflict that had paralyzed the New Hampshire mountain in recent weeks. Damn. Standing room only uh, crowd. They voted of uh, the Belknap County delegation. The state representatives who ultimately oversee the county on mountain removed one gunstock commissioner and appointed another. It brought the end of a long simmering dispute that last month led the mountain's entire management team to walk off the job. Now, I gotta, I gotta say, whenever I hear that they've removed somebody, and it happens all the time, I, I literally, in my mind, I picture them picking the person up from like a, a, a committee meeting and just, no, you can't get me, and picking them up and, and removing them, removing think, them from. I think of like, I'm gonna get you, sucker. It's like, <laughs> you can take the window or you can take the stairs. <laughs> That's it. You're, you're being removed, the good way or the bad way. Yeah. So, yes. So they removed. David, Dr. David Strang, who has clashed with mountain management from the five-person commission that runs the mountain and to appoint a replacement. Only 10 members of the 18-person delegation attended, the minimum needed for a quorum. Notably absent was delegation chair representative Mike Sylvia, who had previously argued to keep Strang and replace the executives who had walked off the job on July 20th. Hmm. But... The strategy at the meeting led by Representative Harry Bean worked. The 10 members who were present accepted what was called a resignation by Strang, who neither attended nor sent a letter of resigning and appointed a new commissioner to fill out the rest of the term. In contrast to recent appointees, which were typically people with local political ties, they picked Denise Conroy, a newcomer to the state and a veteran executive. Hmm. A recent appointee to the Gunstock Board and treasurer of the Belknap County Republican Committee, Strang, and fellow commissioner Peter Ness, who resigned last week, had frequently clashed with Day over his day-to-day running of the mountain. That hostility boiled over last month with the mass resignation of Gunstock's management team. At that point, Lambert and Wood came around to Day's side, stating publicly that the only way for the resort to proceed was with the former management team's demands being met. Hmm. And time couldn't have been tighter. The resort's insurance carrier had indicated its discomfort with the loss of leadership at the mountain. While some staff were still on the job, the mountain's aerial adventure features were closed for safety measures, and the organizers of Soulfest, a week, weekend-long Christian music festival set to begin Thursday, were threatening to sue if Gunstock's full list of amenities weren't available to their audience members. Damn. Whew. Craziness. So the ordeal may be over, but as one delegate alluded to, the political cost might yet be paid. Nonpartisan advocacy group Citizens for Belknap has coalesced around the idea of replacing county delegates they consider extreme, and the gunstock situation has provided valuable fodder. So it seems like they, uh, the management team there at Gunstock got what they wanted. And they got rid of that Dr. David Strang. Dr. We'll Strange. See if, Dr. Strange. We'll see if it makes it better, if if anything improves. And if it's actually over. I mean, it's you know, you never know if it's one of those like chess moves where like you think you, you checked, but well you didn't played. check me. Check me. Yeah. You're still gonna have to remove me from my position. All right, guys, pick him up. Let's get this fucker out of here. 
Because <laughs> this guy seems like he's kind of one of those, the, you think you get rid of him, but then he comes back. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Just, so it's good to see at least the people get back in there and, and hopefully Gunsock is, gets back to its, its old self. All right, next up. More big news. More big news. This is East Coast big news. News that we've talked about. Issues that we've talked about. There is a Utah Since this podcast started. (laughs) That's right. Since the inception. Talking about JPEAK. With all the controversy that's gone on, a Utah resort group offered $58 million for JPEAK. Now, this is close to our heart because in all honesty, we offered $50 million with our group, our powerhouse money, and we got outbid by these guys. So I, I don't know how they did it. I think all of our, you know, investors kind of fell apart. So we can't really come up with Bitcoin, it. man. It's just, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, Michael B- Goldberg, the court appointed receiver in charge of overseeing JP for more than six years has a $58 million offer to buy the Scandal Plague ski area in Vermont's Northeast Kingdom. That He said the time has come for the receiver to sell the JP resort submitted in a federal filing court on Monday. In Florida, which I don't understand why they filed in Florida. This is very weird. Goldberg's filing stated the resort has a $58 million offer from Pacific Group Resorts, Inc. for the new for the resort, though he wants to be allowed to continue to seek qualified buyers. And if a matching or higher price is offered, then the auction would be held to sell the resort. So again, we offered 50, so we're kind of ass out. We don't we don't have any more money. Unless if you guys really feel passionate about it, send us some Bitcoin. Some Bitcoin and some Bitcoin, and we uh, we'll buy I think it. If you wanted to go big, we should do at least. You should, if you could bring seventy million to the table. I think that would be about right. We could make it baller up for our fans. Uh, make it an experience. It would be the J Peak High Flute Ski Bomb experience. Boom. Hashtag copyright. <laughs> how they throw, you know, like sponsorship deals on stadiums. We can just throw it on ski resorts. Throw it on there. Right. Uh, so, com, JP. Exactly. So, according to separate lawsuits filed way back, uh, Ariel Quirios, Quirios, who is JP's former owner, was the former president and he f- funded massive upgrades to the resort, including new hotels and water park paid for with funds raised through the federal EB-5 visa program. And according to the, those lawsuits, um, he was charged with Ponzi scheme. He got ousted and it's been in turmoil ever since. JP was valued on the town of Jay's grand list at $121 million. They're arguing that its actual value in 2020 was about half that amount, and the settlement of the town the resort settled in assessed value of about 85 million. So actually, 58 million dollars is that's not bad. If we could raise at least 75, I think we could beat that. So other parties have had interest, but Pacific Group Resorts Incorporated was willing to submit a bid. So you know, now they have an offer. They got a, it becomes material because they have an actual offer. So all, you know, stuff can break loose and who knows, there might be another bidder. There might be a big company come in. Maybe that's the start of another conglomerate. Like that could be pretty cool. Cause I tell you what, JPEG's pretty dope. They get great snow and it's a nice mountain. 
Yeah, there's a couple of other little details in here that they are they have to look at the actual finances of the of the resort too because there has been that shadiness in the past. Hey, look at Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> shadiness there. And they said if there was an auction, it would be an online video auction, and it would start at fifty-eight million dollars with an initial bid increment of 1.75 million or higher followed by bid increments of at least 250,000. Dude, think about a Sunday afternoon. There's nothing on TV before football starts. Let's have a, a live televised freaking auction. That would be more exciting than the triple crown. I'm, I'm just well, saying it'd be like, you know, when you watch those car shows <laughs> yeah. or what's the, um, what's the big one they always have. The Meekum's a big one that I see Meekum's on. It's a big one. There's like the other one though. And I can't remember the name of it. But those are auction those, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like the car auction. They they push the car up and it's yeah. some dope ass Mustang or something. Yeah. They should have that. It should have like a whole big spectacle. And have oh, like the auctioneer great. guy there. People well, on the phones, like talking, like, like well, it's like the Kentucky like, Derby. They have the whole backstory, like so and so got caught with this charge and that charge, hooker. Like, I want to see yeah. the whole backstory and rap sheet, and then let's take the bids. <laughs> Where'd this money come from? Well, nobody really knows, but you know, he he is known to have dealings with the mob. You know, like yeah. just shit like that. Well, they asked some some guy who's a, I guess, a commercial realtor. And he was surprised at the $58 million figure. He says, that's an amazing bid. He goes, there was almost $300 million spent up there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody did their homework and they were like, look, man, even if we have to up our bid, let's start with that because now they actually have to do something about it. Because if they don't get another bidder, it's ours for 58. That's mm. not bad. Yeah. And he, this guy, again, some Jim Campbell real estate guy. Uh, who's got offices and office in Jay and in Newport? He was expecting seventy-five or eighty million hmm. around there. Just to put it in perspective, so let's say, let's say a hundred million. Let's just say they they jack it up to that. Whistler, when Vale bought it back in was it twenty sixteen, fifteen, somewhere around there, they paid almost one point one billion. Yeah. So are you telling me that would you rather have one Whistler or 12 J Peaks? Hmm, that's true. That's like saying, yeah. do you want to fight like a 16 year old or eight five year olds? So uh, let me ask you this. If they spent 300 million in there, do you think there's any possibility of a VC coming in, buying it? taking all the equipment that he spent, put it to, and just selling it off and then yeah. just leaving them out and be like, there you go. We'll turn it over to town. See you guys. Yeah. Right. Maybe just freaking strip mining it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sell the water park parts. Oh, uh, that'd be crazy. Right. A Kalahari at the Poconos. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to see how this plays out because this has been just this, this resort like Jay Peak is awesome, but there's always yeah. been so much drama behind the last decade or so with all this, you know, shady owners and well, and then they had the lift, the uh, tram that was carrying <laughs> double the occupancy because they read the instructions wrong. Like Oops. a lot of weird crap that happened. Yeah, but yeah, it's strange. Uh, so next story. This is a very, very, very unfortunate story on a lot of levels. 
family of nine-year-old boy who died at Mount Bachelor, Oregon, is suing the resort. Yeah. Family, family of a nine-year-old boy who died in a skiing accident in January 2021 is filing a lawsuit against Mount Bachelor in Oregon. Brecken Boyce from Tacoma was near the summit of the mountain when he crashed around 2 p.m. Ski Patrol responded to the injury and took him to Mount Bachelor's first aid clinic where further life-saving care was given. He was then flown to a hospital in Bend where despite brain surgery, he succumbed to his injuries. The, pa- the boy's parents are suing the resort after employees allegedly told them conditions were good and there was minimal ice. Other skiers that day, however, say there had been dangerous icy conditions on that part of the mountain. Conditions are super firm and I'd say icy for the past two weeks. The precip we have been getting has been rain and with the freeze thaw, there's been nothing new in weeks. That was what they told Oregon Live. Hmm. The boy was wearing a helmet and... The statement on the conditions that day from Mount Bachelor, when considering open terrain at Mount Bachelor, safety is our number one priority. Several variables are considered in terrain management decisions. These include analysis of snow levels on different aspects of a 360-degree mountain, visibility, and the inherent conditions of the terrain. Only after these factors have been carefully assessed will terrain management decisions be made by the Mount Bachelor team. Warnings and guest reminders are provided on the Mount Bachelor Conditions page and at the bottom and top of chairlifts and at the top of the runs where applicable. So that, you know, of course, deepest sympathies to the family. First off, I could not imagine as a parent what it must be like to lose a child. Like that yeah. has to be just the worst That's horrible. possible feeling in the entire world. Like there's nothing... There's nothing worse than that. But this this is this must stem. I mean, it obviously stems from pain. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But I wonder if this was some sort of lawyer kind of reaching out to them, being like, Hey, I, I know you're in pain. This is so horrible. I know you have a GoFundMe to help with medical and funeral expenses. You know, I don't. I don't think it's really you, you know, that we we can't let your boy die in vain. We have to go after that mountain. They make all this money. Yeah. We should be able to go after them and get some get some reparations for you know the pain that you're suffering. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm like a prosecutor, I'm like, or with defense, I don't know what they call which side, but a blood sucking leech on society. Yeah, but I if, think if, it's, if, is the is the the scientific medical term. Exactly. But if you're the, the person on the other side, defend, I guess, defending, you're like, well, so at what point did you not expect to have any ice on the mountain? Right. Like that's that's a known condition of of skiing. I don't know. I mean, yeah. shit. Mount Batcher, I don't know how much icier you can get than Killington after a rainstorm and a deep freeze. <laughs> like. I wonder yeah. for all these mountains, right? Like, how does the East Coast stay open if if these lawsuits go on? People so, would be suing every every day. Yeah, I feel time. bad for them. That's horrible. Their their child died. I mean, it's it's, it's really worse. horrible. It's the absolute worst. But at what point is personal responsibility? Do we do we just take that? You know, yeah. like you can't always look for someone else to blame. Like at some point, it's like 
it's an extremely unfortunate thing, but it's not the mountain's fault. You know, like when you buy that lift ticket, it says in the back, like you are responsible for your, for what happens. Like, but again, these, these lawyers just are always looking to exploit and take advantage of people and different in these kind of situations. I mean, it's well, the perf- for this. them, it's the perfect storm. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You go back country and, you know, you look at a report from a, an area, you know, an area port where they give you the conditions and you get buried in an avalanche. Do you sue them for coming out with that report and not telling you don't go there because you might get, no, it's known that you might get into an avalanche kid hitting ice it's bad and unfortunate, but you have to expect to have icy conditions anywhere you go. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm and again, just... too, if it's if it's icy and it hasn't had any new snow in weeks, why did they go to the top? Yeah. Why did they take him up there? He yep. shouldn't have taken him up there. I mean, He's I don't nine. know if he was experienced. He's, He's nine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's horrible, sad, and... I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. And I'm, you know, again, like I, I feel for these parents and I'm sure they're in, just, just lashing out in pain right now. And that's why they're, why they even consider doing it because I'm sure they got talked into it by this lawyer. Who's like, you know, yeah. again, trying to, you know, he's saying that he's doing it for them. It's like, I don't know if you saw this the whole Sesame place thing recently, about this, there was like a, yeah. a black kid, and the one animal didn't want to shake it, shake the kid's hand, and now they're suing for twenty five million dollars. And <sighs> the lawyer just, when you think of slimy scumbag opportunist lawyer, damn, that's what that guy looks like. Wow. So yeah, like that's wow, what that's they do. Weird. That's what these people do. So opportunists, yep, opportunists. But yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I, I can't even imagine what those parents feel, but, and like, what else are you going to do? Like if yeah. you're them, I mean, again, just lashing out of pain, like a little, fine. So let's sue everybody. Yeah. But it's, it's going to, I still it's, feel for the parents. It sucks. I do. Yeah. It's awful. But yeah. Anyway, Jackson Hole is actually offering lift tickets on sale now for the first time. Guests can save up to 15% off day tickets if purchased before October 1st. So in addition, all winter products are available for, for purchase um, with savings. There's rentals more. So to improve guest experience on the mountain and throughout the resort, Jackson Hole Mountain Resort will continue to limit the sale of daily tickets and manage capacity for third consecutive year, as well as require reservations for Icon Pass and Mountain Collective Pass holders. Um, they will have to they can make reservations beginning August 1st. So ticket sales will be limited on a daily basis and may sell out, especially during holiday periods and weekends. And they said for best pricing, they, they suggest you purchase your day tickets in advance of your trip. So, yeah, it's an interesting policy. It's again, if you're going out there, you, you got to book ahead of time. So it's smart on their end because they get people locked in early and they can just cut it off when they need to cut it off. Yeah. I know they had a, particularly big problem in terms of staffing their resort. That's why they, yep. I think they, they may have been the first ones to jack up their minimum wage to, I think it was 18 or 20 bucks an hour. Oh, okay. So I'm sure that plays into it as well. Hmm. Oh, well, I know there's easy. a ski club that uh, I know about that's running a trip out there and seems pretty reasonable. I'll let Brian know. 
Yeah. I'd love to go back there. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get out there too. My sister's bugging me too to get out there because she, uh, she apparently Jackson? has a new connection that she's like, oh yeah, we're going to do Jackson this year. So hmm. All right. good for sister, her. My sister. Yeah. Talks a lot. <laughs> talks a lot. <laughs> anyway, you know who talks a lot, but backs it up. My that? boy, Doug Fish. At Boom. the Indy Pass. Doug Fish. How about Mount Hood Meadows joining the Indy Pass? Boom. Think of that. 105 resorts on the Indy Pass now. What? 105 all over the that, planet. That's a lot. Boom. Yes. Mount Hood Meadows. 2,150 acres, 11 lifts, 85 name runs, and 430 inches. How many? 430 inches of annual snowfall. Damn. Mount Hood Meadows becomes king of the West Coast for Indy Pass holders. Damn. 90 minutes from I-5 and Portland International Airport. Big mountain skiing. That's a big one. That's a big one. If you're out there on the West Coast, that is just a, a huge win for the Indy Pass. I know that's that's Doug's neighborhood too. I think he's in the either Portland or Bend. So this is right around the corner for him. So that's cool. The Indy Pass keeps on growing, man. It's a beautiful. It thing. does. It's here. It's in Japan. It's everywhere. Big in Japan. Big in Japan. I'm actually looking at Japan again. Gotta wow. go to gotta go to Japan. Yep. Mm, that's and if you do cool. go to Japan, check your black diamond beacon. Boom. There you go. Look at that for a segue. You you got this. Just keep I'm rolling. Kidding. I'll keep rolling. I'll keep, who can stop me? Roll with it. Attention, all users of peeps and black diamond beacons. Please take action and check your beacon. Check your Avalanche transceiver beacon to verify that the device switches from send to search mode properly. All customers. That's a pretty big problem. That is a very big problem. All customers who are in possession of the devices below are therefore asked to check it using the following instructions or to contact our customer service department for support. Peeps micro BT button, Peeps micro BT race, Peeps micro BT sensor, Peeps powder BT, Peeps pro BT, Peeps DSP pro sport, Peeps DSP ice, black diamond recon BT, black diamond guide BT. And they got the instructions in here that will help you carry out this check independently. If it turns out that a mode is not working properly, the affected devices should no longer be used and must be returned immediately to Peeps Black Diamond for service free of charge. Hmm. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact our customer service department. They apologize for any inconvenience. We'll have a link in the show notes. There's a YouTube video. It shows how you can check your specific beacon and to make sure it is working correctly. Nice. So make sure you know what's up before you go. Bam. That's the ski news. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff for early August, right? We had a lot of stuff there. That was pretty good. Some good, a lot of good stuff, some not so good stuff, but all ski stuff. So again, it's hot. It's the summer. Start thinking about it again. It's just so nice to talk about ski stuff. You know, it's it's so great to start thinking about snow, even though it's right now, it's like it's 88 degrees right here and humid. It's just Uh, at night. So here's the thing. I I actually just changed my Apple watch face 
to one that has like a solar thing on it. And if you click it, it tells you like what, what mode you're in. If it's like sun, if it's like daytime, twilight, sunset, whatever. You need a phone um, for, you need a watch for that. No, but here's a cool thing. It tells you how long the day is. So today was like 13 hours and 20 whatever minutes. That thing's going down every day. It's getting going down darker and it's going to get colder. That's all That's I want right. to know. So it's yeah. kind of nice. I was like, hey, I could see how many how many hours and minutes of daylight we have, you know, sunrise <laughs> to sunset. I'm like, that that's actually pretty neat. I just keep looking at my, you know, weekly forecast and lately again, it's been hot here. You know, high 80s, 90s. And the worst Dude, thing we've is been like, at like 93 minimum here. You're supposed to. You're Florida. It's supposed to be that hot. But these are the two months that it really sucks and that it, it's fine the rest of the year. I will tell you, the ocean water around here right now is so perfect. Like it's, it's, yeah. you still get that, ooh, it's a little cold when you first touch it. But after you're in for like 10 seconds, you're like, oh, this is so nice. I went on a friend's boat last week and we went in the water and it was like, it was just, it was nice. It wasn't bath water level. In another like month, it's going to be like bath water. It's going to be like, too hot to go in the water. Yeah. <laughs> like just weird. Yeah, we were at my mom's pool in her like uh complex last weekend. And it's an it's like a 55 and older community and that thing's like, like 90 degrees. It's a hot dude. Tub. It was 83 <laughs> and the one lady was like, we gotta turn the heat up. And everyone's like, no, we don't. This is fine. This is yeah. almost there's no cooling. Point. It's I'm going into the pool to warm up. Well, like you just lose your mind. Sometimes, yeah. but that's right. Seven o'clock at night, you got the whole pool yourself. Everybody's asleep. I think they actually close it till. I think it's open till nine, which is kind of nice. See, seven to nine—that's a sweet spot. You get a, ex- anybody under under fifty there. I'm 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 dead by nine o'clock. <laughs> My son, like, he comes in at like quarter to six now. It's like, dude, just sleep, just, just goddamn sleep. The love of God. I don't even like, have a little kid like that. I got a damn dog. I got to wake up at six o'clock to to walk him. It's tough. Oh, no. It's yeah. tough, man. It's then I go outside. I'm sweaty as crap because it's as hot here, and I'm just sweating the whole time. So it's horrible. Yeah, he hates it too. He's got all fur. But you know, we're we're getting through it. There's again, there's signs of there's signs of winter coming. You know, we dealt with the the summer solstice. The winter solstice is next. It's coming up. And I'm I'm starting to get excited now, you know. Like it's uh, you get you getting those little those little inklings. Those emails are coming. Like Jay Ski's like, hey, we got our new our new line or is available. They're already almost sold out. Can you believe it? We made four pairs of skis. I think I'm I'm at a pre excitement mode. I don't pre excited. Like I don't want to get too excited quite yet. You know, yeah, like I'm, wanna... I'm pre excited. I don't know. I'm I'm still getting taking my lumps here in the heat and at work and feel like I have no time. I'm like when I, when I start getting a little bit clearing and getting some trips planned and looking at some daylight, I'll be happy then. I'm still getting keistered now, but it's like, you know what? I'd rather get keistered in August so that uh, yeah. my keister is clear and free by Keep December. My keister is clear. Keep my keister clear. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. Jay skis has sold 1100 pairs of skis, not four pairs. Boom. That's a lot. In like a week. That's more than four. It's moving to product. Moving to product. Yeah. So yeah, get the emails starting to come out. Once we hit Labor Day, that's when, you know, it's officially definitely on at that point. Oh, so, at that point, you better start doing a grab for all your trips because you gotta get spots in there. You gotta you gotta make shit happen. Yeah. I wonder how the 
economic conditions are going to play out this ski season because there's still a lot up in the air. Gas prices are starting to come down a little bit, but again, it's it's August. What's going to happen by by November, December? How are things going to play out? I, right after I, the November election, I guarantee they go back I up. Just, I, <laughs> I just can't believe that before the election, the prices of gas are going down. I mean, it's, there's I, no impropriety there. I can't even believe it. I mean, yeah. who would have thought? But yeah, you just you just wonder how everything's going to play out over the next. Few well, months. there's already talk about locking what's be everybody week. down again. No, they, they went, Not going to happen. Back to didn't didn't parts of New York go to mandatory masks again? Dude, they they never got rid of it for the subway and for the trains and for the buses. Well, actually, that I get. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm anti-mask, but I'm okay with it. And those, I'm a germaphobe, so I'm like, I, I think we should have been wearing masks all along in those places. <laughs> some nasty people in there. That's why. Yeah. Um, but think about how strong your immune system is when you're getting coughed on all the time. Yeah. I just if you're don't. 600 pounds and diabetic and don't care yourself. That's on you. I'm, I'm, you can't stop everyone else from living their lives because you've right. taken a shit care of yourself. That's exactly. where, that's where I'm like, you know what? Stop it. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, well, you're going to kill grandma. Well, maybe grandma's got to go. Maybe there's just too many people here and we need some space. Like yeah, if you're not taking to care of yourself and you've like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of that argument. It's so just yeah. like, I did the right thing. I'm such a good person. I'm looking out for everybody else. No, you're not. All you are is just this self-righteous. Look at me. I'm better than you are because I'm looking out for everyone else. When really you're just yeah. a selfish asshole and you want some but I kudos see- and credit for that. I've seen people like that, and I tell you what, some of the people I've seen, not at all of them, some of the people I've seen are like, oh, I'm wearing a mask around so-and-so and whatever. Okay, great. Did you do this? Did you do that? Are you staying away from other people when you have, you might have a cold? No, it's okay. I'm just worried about grandma. Oh, so fuck everybody else. <laughs> You're just trying to keep grandma alive. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, you know, no one, it's again, everyone's a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. Yep. You're a hypocrite. Everyone's a hypocrite. That's what exactly. it is. And it's like, just, you have to acknowledge that to just acknowledge that because yeah. this is this whole situation. It all goes away. If you just stop listening to the experts because they're all full of shit and they're all making money off of this. Well, now they're saying because everybody got the vaccines, you're not getting as sick, right? That that's what the claim is. Yet there's still a lot of lot of cases, but now they're starting to get rid of some of the regulation. So I would imagine just just naturally, if that's the case, eventually it's going to be just like a, a flu. But I don't I don't know. So so perhaps then, it already is. Yeah, and then and then they deregulate it to campaign. right instead of locking everything down. It's okay. We're you know. You just got to get your flu shot or if you want to get your flu shot, it's hopefully not a big deal, but uh, then they'll start with like monkeypox or something. You got to get a, you got to get a vaccine. Gotta, I think you should be able, going. if you can choke out the person who's yelling at you, <laughs> that's yeah. how it should be. We should just do it. Like, Thunderdome style. Thunder yeah. style. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Thunder. You want to challenge me? You want to call me out? Let's go. If someone calls you out, you officially like it's martial law and you yeah. can just take that person down. There's a there's a there's a sweet subtle art to shutting the fuck up sometimes. How about that people? Yeah. <laughs> just saying. And the people it's like, "Well, I went out. I have to wear a mask when I go out. Why are you going out? Just stay inside. You can yeah. order everything you need. I guarantee it. 
oh, but I want to live my life. Well, then go outside. Then live it. Then live it. Don't yeah. don't put like. Why don't you use plastic wrap? Use that instead of a mask. How about that? Yeah, wrap plastic wrap around your face, <laughs> especially your nose holes and your mouth hole. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. We don't have very, very much sympathy for that, but uh, I'm, over, like, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so done with dumb, weak, unhealthy people trying to tell me how I'm supposed to live my life. I'm just over the whole social media and people thinking they, number one, thinking they have a podcast. Number two, thinking <laughs> that everybody wants to see the shit that they do like on a regular basis. It's like, no, it's really not fun a lot of it's stupid it's boring or virtue signaling nonsense every once in a while there's something interesting on there that or creative or talented but i tell you what there's just a lot of self-serving people that are just vain as shit um i don't get it yeah i get it jobs suck having a job where you gotta yeah. like sell yourself sell your soul every day it's the worst if you can create this persona and kind of almost manifest a new life and a new job for yourself? Like, why wouldn't you? I tell you what, though. People think that it's easy to have social media and fans and all that. It's a lot of freaking work, you know? So they might get lucky getting big, and then staying big is another another story. Shaking hands, kissing babies. It's important. It. Yep. Yeah, kissing hands, shaking babies. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. That, too. Well. So we don't know what we're talking about. I just want to go back to living life. Like I just want to like just ski and just not wear a mask again and just have, just be human beings again, instead of being whatever sort of robot manipulated. I don't even know what we are anymore. We're like a cow that gets milked by like, a just by the teeth all the time. Just this like just pre- milk us pre-matrix existence that we have right now. Like yeah. we're just almost those little batteries for the machine. Exactly. That's all we are. Not doing it. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Give me liberty or give me death. I understand Thomas Paine now. So much more. There you go. See? After living through this crap the last two years. Yeah, it's funny. Today I wore, like, the colors I wore to work were like red, white, and then I had a black t-shirt underneath. And I was like, oh, it, could, it would have been, I mean, red, blue and black. Oh, red, black, red, red, black, and blue. Right. So I feel a little black and blue like this country right now. Yeah. <laughs> a little black Everyone, and blue. Everyone's a little black and blue. I get that. It's kind of symbolic by accident. I was like, Oh wow. That's kind of a setting a tone. We have to choose how we're going to proceed. Exactly. I think we can pull together. I really do. I think we can unite. I think we can start working together. Start realizing, start, start to realize that we shouldn't be fighting each other. There's no left and right. There's no red and blue. There's the people in power and there's everybody else. And 99% of us are everyone else. And we can either stop bickering over nonsense and start taking control of our country again, or we can just give away all of our rights as Americans to the people who would love to take them away from us so they can control us even more. So you yeah. have to decide what, what matters. And that's another thing over the last two years has scared me is how few people value freedom and really just want to be led, just told what to do. And, and just, you've seen, we've all seen it, how people are acting with this, with everything. 
And yeah. it's uh, it's a bit disheartening. I mean, there is also talk about if you're not happy about it, we're going to probably be in a civil war anytime soon. <laughs> they're actually saying they they took a poll and they're saying over 50% of Americans expect a civil war in the next few years. Who are the people <laughs> who responded to that poll? I don't know, but like, how do like, it's just weird. So what do you ask people? You ask them about the civil war reenactment? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, so there was a study. It was, and half of these organizations that were on these studies, I don't even if they're, know if they're real. Um, but they're saying in the near future, half Americans uh, expect a civil war. University of California, Davis Violent Prevention Research Program, the California Firearm Violence Research. When asked to respond to a statement, in the next few years, will there be a civil war in the United States? 47.8% of the, of the respondents chose do not agree, and 36.4% said somewhat agreed, and 8.4% strongly agreed. 5.3% said very strongly. The remaining 2.1% chose not to respond. So, yeah, it's about split, about 50-50. Who's going to fight this war exactly? I, it's going to be a war of damn uh, images. That's all it is. It's going to be like, yeah, we, I got you on TikTok and you know Instagram. I got more likes. Like, What's it going to be? Like, Who's going to fight that war? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <sighs> I am so glad Who that decides, we still get people like, that are patriotic enough to go into the armed forces, but I look at, at the kids sitting playing video games like, that's all they want to do, man. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's in the really video game, when they actually have to go and would it even be physical? Would it all be just a video game war? It's like, like Ender's it, Game, right? Like you don't even know you're yeah. at war; you're just playing a game. You think? Yeah, and even the hand to hand is that going to be like a robot that you're controlling instead of like actually fighting in in a war? Like, yeah, very weird. Nobody wants to get their hands dirty. We've evolved. This is true. There was a Star Trek, the old Star Trek, not a new bullshit one. The old like Captain Kirk, Will Shatner one. Um, and there was a war being fought and it was like a computer would decide how many people died and they would just go kill off these people. <laughs> but it stopped the the barbarism and violence of actually having a war. So they'd have a computer war and just kill people based on what the computer said. Interesting, right? Very. Might be close to that. Yeah. I'm sorry, your number's up. We have to uh, get you out of here because you died in the war. God damn it! Let me uh, let me go. Let me go get my things, and I'll come with you. Like right? Yeah. That's crazy. Population control. That's what this uh, coronavirus is. It's yeah. It's a lot of things. It's crazy. It's, it's summer. Something. Don't you worry. Soon we'll be skiing and hopefully be talking less, skiing more. Life will be well, good. When you go to the beach from now to the rest of the short beach season, go out and talk, start strategizing with your friends. Where are you going to ski? How are you going to ski? Where are you going to visit? Who are you going to go with? Guess start planning. Yeah. Summer is where you make your plans of who you even want to see after the summer to go skiing with. It's good to be selective. I like it. All right. Well, I guess that's all we got for the 
not even a main topic. It is what it is. Us just talking. We do have one very funny story as we go under the ropes. Brian, you got this. Lead us out. I got this. <laughs> I heard about this story. It's pretty funny. Airline passenger fined nearly $2,000 after dog finds undeclared McMuffins in luggage. Mm. An airline passenger has been fined nearly $2,000 after two undeclared egg and beef sausage McMuffins and a ham two. croissant were Dang. found in their luggage by an airport security dog upon arrival in Australia. The unnamed person traveling from Indonesia to Australia was fined 2,664 Australian dollars, about 1,874 in American dollars, after the trio of McDonald's breakfast sandwiches were found in their luggage <laughs> on arriving at Darwin Airport, Australia's Department of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Forestry reported. The incident took place on the heels of Australian authorities implementing new biosecurity rules after a foot and mouth disease outbreak in Indonesia spread to Bali. Damn. This will be the most expensive maca's meal this passenger ever has. <laughs> the fine is twice the cost of the air airfare to Bali, but I have no sympathy for people who choose to disobey Australia's strict biosecurity measures and recent detections show you will be caught minister murray watt said in a news release you know, it'd be awesome if mcdonald's had like a ton of like restaurants there and they said well based on this we're closing them all down in australia <laughs> they'd be like whoa yeah. whoa wait a minute according Big burger to- has a foothold there yeah According to Reichsfuhrer Watt, the airport's new biosecurity detector dog, Zinta, uncovered the meal last week in a backpack of a passenger arriving from Indonesia. The seized meat products will be tested for FMD before they are destroyed. Australia is FMD-free, and we want to stay that way. Biosecurity is no joke. It helps protect jobs, our our farms, food, and supports the economy. Passengers who choose to travel need to make sure they are fulfilling the conditions to enter Australia by following all biosecurity measures. Australia, I don't know. what happened to you guys? What the F? Like, used to be cool and tough and fun, and now you're just, like, they're the most, like, lockdown place. Used to be yeah, some rugged crocodile Dundee types, like you know, don't mess with me. And now it's just like they're laughable. It's got like taken out by an egg McMuffin. Like you just look at them and go, <clears throat> "You're not so tough, right?" Because they like they're gonna cringe. Yeah, just cough on them. What you gotta do? Just cough on them. Like everyone, like is everybody losing their minds? Like is is everyone just like a, a, they've already just, lost it? I don't even know how to respond to this. Like I get you don't want to get some some foot and mouth disease outbreak like obviously when that like, happened i gotta say in all honesty when that happened i remember hearing that the uk had it so bad they were putting down like hundreds of cattle like a yeah. day and burning them because they were like you can't even eat it like if they're infected like it, it was it was like a holocaust for fucking animals like it was it was bad oh yeah yeah i remember that that was crazy but 
you know like is is this the right way to do that like is is yeah is it uh, really gonna prevent it by getting rid of these mcmuffins they make muffins if they're cooked that should be all right like and you know what here's the other part that pisses me off about this whole story you know why that fucker was was bringing on food because airlines don't offer any food anymore they offer you nothing so you could be on like a 20-hour flight you know what you're gonna get maybe some peanuts maybe one drink that's it it's horrible yeah so you want to blame somebody i blame the airlines bunch of assholes there's no there's no joy to flying anymore it's all just like a freaking just a nightmare cattle yourself onto a bus we're not going to get your shit there that you you checked in so enjoy your flight assholes you'll be lucky to get any service (laughs) yeah bad used to be like a magical vacation now nope yeah my man should have eaten that uh should have eaten it right away so if he would have eaten it on the plane would have been fine right i i don't know they're saying in his luggage like I, he why what what would be the difference of him bringing it on the plane and eating it versus chucking it in his suitcase like it's kind of stupid why wouldn't you bring it on the plane and just eat it right yeah right but i don't know maybe they don't let you put it on like maybe they don't let you bring your own food i, I don't it's weird yeah I don't know, man. And I always forget, you know, if you're going onto a flight, I always forget you can actually bring, even from home, you can bring food as long as it's not liquid. Right. You can. And actually, I had to throw out a, um, whatchamacallit, it was a, um, a really nice, like, cooling, whatever, those, uh, you know, the ice, the ice bags that you have. Yeah. So I had one of those like ice gel bags, whatever. And going to my destination was frozen. Well, cause I had food coming back. I had everything empty and whatever. And I just packed everything and I didn't refreeze that, that gel pack thing. And they okay. actually took it out and they were like, sorry. And the guy was really cool about it. He was like, I'm really sorry. He's like, I got to throw, I got to confiscate this because it's not frozen and it's more than three ounces. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if you freeze it, it's a solid. So you can bring it through with no problem. Right now it's a liquid because it's melted. He's like, I'm sorry. I can't, we can't do anything. He's like, this, this happens all the time. And he was really nice about it. I was like, wow, I, I, it's good to know that. So it was a bad lesson that I learned, but I was like, all right, now I know you could bring an ice pack back, but it has to be frozen. You could bring, you can bring any liquid over three ounces as long as it's frozen. See? Who, where else are you going to learn this valuable information? That's dropping the science on me. Well, I'm right? like, you know, I'm getting checked. I'm like, God damn it. Is my record again? Like, what are you going to look for my tattoo? Like, I'm not wanted. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not that drug dealer named Hector that, you know, has all the crazy tattoos. That's not me. Yeah. Even though I look like him. Uh, yeah. And he might be my brother. But they, that, that's besides the point. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's just kind of funny. Like, wow. So freeze your ice pack is the moral of the story. I think you freeze weed. Just bring that right in. There you go. Sorry, officer. It's frozen. It's frozen. Well, it, We're we, good here. It's still weed. Good day, sir. <laughs> good day, sir. Oh, and airplane bottles, the little less than three ounce ones, totally illegal to bring on. But now they say not to... You're not allowed to bring them on or or drink them or whatever. It's like, yeah, you got to stop me. Yeah, I'm bringing it here for moral support. Yeah. 
doing whatever I, I yeah, want. Our, our boy, Harry, this is where we learned about this. We, I think it was going to Jackson Hole. He had a Ziploc bag full of alcohol yeah. shooters. I mean, he had what, like 20 or 30 in there. And this is like a 8 a.m. flight. Yeah. But so, you can bring them, apparently. Here's the weird part. So those little airplane bottles are only like one and a half ounces. So you, you're allowed up to three ounces. So I got two of these three ounce little, you know, travel bottles. And my wife and I, we like when we travel, we like having our coffee in the morning with a little Bailey's. Of course, if we're on vacation, why not? Right. Yeah. So you got on the airplane. Number one, you got to wait a while. And then when they bring it, it's like you got to charge. Like it, it's a pain in the ass. And I don't mind paying for it. But, you know, I'm kind of like, why don't we just bring our own? So we actually started bringing our own and we fill up three, two, three ounce bottles and we just start pouring them into our drinks. What are you going to say? No, oh, it's medicine. Don't worry about it. Look yeah. away. Yeah. Good day, sir. Yeah. Don't you eyeball. Don't you be eyeballing me. <laughs> but yeah, that's the same idea. You could bring it and it's legit. It's three ounces. So you could bring three ounces of gasoline, I think. <laughs> three ounces, right? Yeah. I don't know. You're good to go. Three ounces of cyanide. <laughs> three ounces. I don't know. Liquid hot magma. Liquid. Ma- I brought my liquid magma. So. Imagine if you had a cup that held magma. Yeah. That would put Yeti out of business. Yeah. Be lead. <laughs> yeah. It's radioactive, but it's really good for... It works. Keeping it warm. Yeah. <laughs> Cooling, no. Warm, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. That it does. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on your favorite social media apps, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, untapped at skibumpodcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're enjoying your summer and we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Stay high, stay food. See you.